Uh, today's sermon is Our Faith Walk. So I hope, um, I hope there's parts of this sermon that really connects with each and every one of you. So let us open in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your promises and enduring commitment to us. May your Holy Spirit rest upon us and may we boldly go about your business each day. Help us to have faith and trust in your goodness and mercy as we journey through this life. Be with us today and fill us with your word and truth. In Jesus' glorious name we pray. Amen. So as I mentioned, I titled the service Our Faith Walk. And I thought about that. You know, we're all here today. And we're gathered here this morning to worship our King and our Savior. A King that we never physically have met. A Savior which interacts on a supernatural level through prayers, His Word, and through the body of His believers. A Savior which we pour all our hopes for this life and for our eternal salvation. The world might call this mad or foolish, but we call this faith. So what does the world define as faith? If you look up in the dictionary, just a couple quick definitions. Confident belief in truth, value, or trustworthiness in a person, idea, or thing. Belief that does not rest on logical proof or material evidence. Loyalty to a person or thing. Allegiance. Keeping faith with one's supporters. And the theological virtue defined as secure belief in God and trusting acceptance of God's will. The Holy Scriptures says faith in Hebrews 11.1. 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We are experiencing a, a faithless world right now. Sadly, the world is becoming increasingly faithless. God is at the very center, or faith is at the very center of God's heart. On BibleGateway.com, it says there is 391 instances of the word faith in the Bible. That's a lot of importance to that concept. He wants his creation to trust him and seek him in all of his ways. We see in the Old Testament that God disdains the lack of faith. In Deuteronomy 32.20, And he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end will be. For they are a perverse generation, children in whom is no faith. Sound familiar? When God starts to hide his face from us due to lack of faith, we, as a people, become perverted. We are starting to see a rise of perversion in every aspect of our society. But God is looking for faithful people in this world. Roman Scriptures 26, But now made manifest and by the prophetic Scriptures made known to all nations, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, for obedience to the faith to God, alone wise, be glory through Jesus Christ forever. So let's bring this down. 
let's bring this concept of faith down to our lives. All of us has have a different journey in life. Some of us may have a, had an incredible childhood, while others may account a little more suffering in their youth. If you have been lucky, maybe you had, can recite incredible love from a parent or grandparents, memories that you cherish from this very day. Most families try to shelter their children from the harshness of this world. For me, I was surrounded by loving parents and two sets of grandparents that raised me. They taught me the beauty of this world, and they taught me the value of work and family and love and God. I was truly blessed. In 1 Corinthians 13, 13, it states, And now abide faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest is love. Notice that faith is one of those three that God very much cherishes. Eventually, each one of us had to spread our wings and learn to grow. Hopefully, sometime in your early life, maybe somebody church. For me, I was raised in a Lutheran household and attended church, although it wasn't until college that I went to an inner varsity event, it's like a Christian fellowship on campus, that I heard a Baptist preacher in a large inner varsity event that spoke that Jesus Christ is, uh, is a personal Lord and Savior. That true Christianity is not a religion, it's a relationship with Jesus. The message resonated with me and empathy of others as the Holy Spirit prompted almost a hundred of us to go up in that amphitheater and give our lives to Christ that day. You know, I look back now and I think about the challenges of that Baptist preacher coming over from Madison, driving an hour to Whitewater. Maybe he had a busy day. Maybe he's like, oh, why am I doing this today on a rainy October day? But he was faithful. And he made a difference in many, many people's lives that day. What can we do each and every day to make a difference in people's lives? Romans 3.22, even the righteousness of God, through there is no difference, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. As a young person, as we're growing up through our family, and, and uh, hopefully at some point we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we start noticing that there's an alternative belief system in the world that confronts the biblical beliefs. I remember being introduced to evolution in biology class in 10th grade. They explained that the world was billions of years old and that life began from a big bang and some chemical reactions and we crawled out of the ocean and somehow became human beings. As a young person, I struggled with the contradictions between my Bible training and my education. Surely my teachers wouldn't lead me astray, right? They were my teachers. In college, while taking anthropology and English, I remember tackling that problem and I wrote a paper on theistic evolution, thinking I, I, I figured out how to connect the two. That uh, maybe, you know, the, each day in Genesis was a millions of years and it was just a symbolic story of the creationism. And that maybe that thought could bridge the gap between evolution and creationism. 
it took me a few years, though, of biblical study and prayer to finally realize that you could not resolve those two, uh, two concepts. I finally realized that there's a devil, and he is the father of lies, and that he has been writing world doctrine for 6,000 years, and his mission is to kill, steal, and destroy. I now know that there is, was a seven-day creation, and that there is a thousand years in the age, and we are approaching the end of the 6,000 year before Jesus Christ returns to Jerusalem and the third temple and have that thousand year millennium reign when he will bring peace and prosperity back to this earth. Acts 26, 18, to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inherit inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me, Jesus. If during the course of your life you become a theologian, and I think quite a few of you are here, <laughs> you really dig in the world, you might discover that Jesus was there at the, at the time of creation, and the world's and his sole purpose is to harvest his people, those good souls that love God and love each other. Through faith, he is building his eternal kingdom, the kingdom of God. Along the way, you might also discover that Lucifer is the God of this world. That's what the, word, uh, the Bible says. It's a small G. He's not the big G. He didn't create anything. But his whole sole purpose is to keep you out of the kingdom of God. So don't let them trick you. Here, a, a sermon on tithing. By now, you may have established yourself with a career and an income and as a young adult. The first in his mind is, does God really expect us to give 10% to the church and his ministries? If you're financially minded, you might ask, is that 10% on the gross or on the net? Unless the Holy Spirit really convicts you in a monumental sermon, you may struggle with this concept a while. You know, when you're, when you're to the point that, hey, all of my money is yours, Lord, um, and whatever you need for me to help build the kingdom, let's, let's it, it does take a leap of faith. Eventually, you re read Malachi 3.10, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you windows of heaven and pour out for such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Through faith, maybe you try to tithe, and you find out that God does indeed show up. Every time a child is born, you might find yourself in a better job, or some windfall comes your way. He is faithful with this test. You think on Matthew 21, 21. So Jesus answered and said unto them, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to that fig tree, but also if you say to that mountain, Be removed and cast into the sea, it will be done. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. So as we leave our young adult life and move into an adult, 
Many of us have had the blessings to have children. We enjoy those early years with our children. I remember holding my daughter, Katerina, when she first came back from the hospital, and I could just feel God in her. It's like the Spirit of God was there. The soul is fresh out of heaven. And then so we help them experience all the joys and adventures in life. If it was good years, if, if you live by faith. But then eventually life comes at you, and we've all had it at some point. Challenges, headaches, depression, financial woes, sickness, and maybe even a bout or two of depression. You tried to cling to save me trainings, or maybe you never had said trainings. So you reach out to God, save me, Lord Jesus, save me. And you remember of the words of Jesus in Luke twenty-two thirty-two. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brothers and your sisters. Maybe the Lord will bring a man or woman into your life to minister to you during these bleak times in your life. Acts eleven twenty four. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great many people were added to the Lord. So we dig deep and try to seek God and try to have faith. Romans 1, 17, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. From faith to faith. Our lives as older adults. As older adults, we, we may experience an empty nest. Our children are gone and flown the year or two trying to remember what happened. Where did they go? It happened so fast. We might spend a year or two trying to remember who we were in our youth. Maybe dust off some old hobbies or golf clubs or whatever we did as youth to rekindle and find out who we are now that we're not taking care of these little children. We pray for our adult children, and if you've never had that opportunity, may you pray for friends and family, nieces and nephews. We pray often for those that we love, and we start to discover that faith is good. Romans 5, 2, through whom we have access to faith, into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And then we also read a lot of verses that the lack of faith is bad. Matthew 6.30 Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O oh, you of little faith, Maybe during this time in your life you get to pray for someone with an infirmity. You dig deep into your soul and reach out to God and ask for a healing. He shows up again and grants you this prayer. You think of the numerous times that Jesus healed people during his earthly ministry and he told his disciples, you will do greater things than, than what... Then Jesus answered in Matthew fifteen twenty eight. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is your faith. 
let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. I think of the healings that the Lord has done here with Brother Dave and Brother Conrad. He listens to prayer. He loves you so much. You realize that Jesus loves faith. He, our life faith. He rewards the faith. At the end of life, we finally realize that God has been with us all along. 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Watch and stand fast in the faith. Be brave. Be strong, church. Some of us might finally realize that life would have been so much easier if I just had a larger portion of faith during my life. You think on Scripture in Matthew 8, 26, but he said unto them, Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. So the men marveled, saying, Who can this be, that even the winds and the seas obey him? You question why did I walk in fear so often in my life? You realize now that the opposite of fear is faith. If I would have just traded that fear for faith a few more times in my life, life would have been a little bit easier. Maybe at this stage of your life, you will be blessed to share your faith with a stressed out grandchild. I remember when my grandma was on her deathbed, 30 days without eating or virtually hardly any drinking except a little bit of peach juice out of our homemade canned peaches. And she got up out of bed, shuffled across the kitchen to me and grabbed my hand. She saw that her grandson was distressed with, in, uh, over the stresses of life. And she used to call me Kyler. Kyler. Everything in life always works out. God is good. Trust in him. Our life in eternity. On the Lord, we will leave the confinements of our earthly bodies and bestow the glory of the Lord. We all long to hear in Matthew 25, 21. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. And I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. We come to the full realization that faith has brought purification to our lives. In Acts 15, 8, So God, who knows the heart, acknowledged them by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he did to us, and made no distinctions between them and, and us purifying their hearts by faith. Faith is an integral part of life in God's eternal plan. The kingdom of God will be built on faith. Faith releases God's power and blessings in our lives and shows that we trust him and we're devoted to him. You want the church to grow? Grow in your personal faith. Acts 16.5, so the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in numbers daily. Allow the faith to transform every aspect that is your daily life. 
Faith should lead to great works, as it is written in James 2.20. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Faith should motivate you into action to building his kingdom. It is more than just a belief, it's faith. We need to constantly test ourselves. 2 Corinthians 13.5 Examine yourself as whether you are in faith. Test yourselves, the scripture says. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? We need to draw close to God through our faith walk with him. True faith should shake the foundations of every aspect of your life. Your finances, your time, your energy, and your purpose for your walk here on earth. May that faith give you focus and purpose to minister to others and develop outward ministries that in, impact other people's faith walk. Revelations 14, 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God, the faith of Jesus. Let us pray, and then we will go into communion. Lord Jesus, increase our faith, Lord. Your apostles asked this of you 1,992 years ago, and we still ask this of you today. You say that the just shall live by faith. Oh, find us just in your eyes, oh dear Lord. May our faith in you grow daily so that we fulfill everything you have for us in this life. May we be found faithful in your eyes. Give us the strength and the power to be with you, to you in this world. We love you and long for the day to be with you. All glory, power, and honor be unto your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. As we transcend into communion, I shared with you this verse back in John in one of my messages and maybe even one other communion here over the last almost two years that I've been a part of this congregation. But I think this verse just really speaks of Jesus' heart. And it helps us to focus on how much incredible love Jesus has for you and his plans for you. Let me, and I think that's really important to get in that mindset before we take communion. So let me read this. In John 17, 20, Jesus spoke, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who believe in me through your, their word that they all, all may be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also be, may be one with us, that the world may believe that you sent me, and the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, 
that they may be behold my glory, which you have given me. For you loved me before the foundations of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you. And these have known that you sent me, and I have declared to them your name, and I will declare it that the love with which you love me may be in them, and I in them. That is the word of our Lord. <laughs> 